Man don't live off of the hype, huh? Real thing, eh? Yeah. I pull up in Lexus like it's 07. I just hit a lick, I gotta hit the next one. Last year, I know you learned your lesson. I could GPS you if you need a dressing. Boss up, I'm the bigger homie, but I'm one year older than my little homie. 09, they was bidding on me, but I'm young, money got it written on me. Okay, now we got some action. Everything I said, it happened. That boy light is Michael Jackson. But on verses, he been blacking. Chasing women, a distraction. They won't be on TV right next to me. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and welcome to the first day of the 2023-2024 college wrestling season. To celebrate the occasion, I thought I'd release an additional episode today. The song you just heard is Hype by Drake, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Lane Malcheski. So Lane enters his sixth and final year at Michigan State. He's from Macomb, Michigan, and wrestled at Dakota High School. He was a four-time state placer, winning it all as a senior. As he prepares for one last ride as a Spartan, Lane has qualified every year for the NCAAs. However, he's fallen short of All-American status each time and is no doubt looking to finish on the podium this year. He won't be the only Michigan State wrestler looking to find the podium as this Spartan team is looking to make some noise this year. And you better get on the hype train now, otherwise you're going to get left at the station. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Lane Malcheski. So classes, how are they going? Not too bad, you know, being in my sixth year, uh, don't have too many, uh, I don't have any in-person classes, which is nice, really? but uh, yeah, yeah, so um, I'm all online. Uh, since I'm in my grad certificate, I'm taking a 10 credit grad certificate and I actually only have nine credits this semester and three next semester, so I'm taking three classes right now and one next semester, so. Are you... Um... Are you non-degree seeking graduate? Uh, no, I'm in uh, the sports coaching and leadership grad certificate. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes, sir. You're going to get a degree. Yeah, I'm going to get a little extra something on top of my major. You know how it goes. Yes. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions actually for you was how difficult was it to decide to come back? You know, did you have credits you needed to get done anyway? Is that so just kind no, of- actually not. I was uh, I was fully done. I finished in four and a half years. Uh, that was the plan since I started, you know, go five. I'll finish in four and a half. And then yeah. I actually uh, made that decision to uh, come back kind of halfway through my fifth year. In a way, I talked to Roger and I'm about it a few times. But um, I had got I took um, what were they called again? Uh, my second semester, I took a bunch of electives because it's like uh, they're not going towards anything, but it's keeping me eligible to play, wrestle. I can't even think of the word right now. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. What was it called? I don't know. I took a bunch of pretty easy elective classes yeah. to keep me eligible on my stuff and uh, making sure I could wrestle again. And then throughout the year, me and the coaches uh, talked a little bit about whether I wanted to come back or not. And there was a point in time being where, you know, there was a couple job offers on the table. Obviously, I'm in my fifth year of school, so a little bit extra. And uh, I had a little rough time with it for a little bit. But now I end up making the right decision and coming back. And I'm going to get my sixth year in and have a good time with it. So, yeah. How, how, what do you mean you had a kind of rough time if you care to elaborate? I'm just curious. Um, um, you know, a lot of people think it's just like an easy decision. Like, of course, you got eligibility, use it all, you know. But um, when you're the athlete speaking, it's, it can be difficult. 
It can be. Um, so it kind of was going around a time where, I mean, if anybody's followed me at all, uh, they know I've gone through injuries uh, year yeah. after year. And, uh, you know, knee injuries aren't the most fun thing, especially when they're falling back and forth between both legs. So uh, I kind of, when we were going into our Big Ten season, and uh, I still didn't really completely make my decision yet. The coaches, I told the coaches I was leaning towards doing it, but we went to Penn State and I tore my MCL again which is like the fourth thing I've done in my left knee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just going through that and thinking about, do I really want to put my body and my mind and my physical and mental health through this for a whole nother year, not knowing if I'm going to get exactly what I want out of it again. But obviously having some talks with the coaches, you you never, nothing's ever guaranteed, right? Uh, you're not for sure going to be on top of that podium. You're not for sure going to be on the podium at all. Who knows? I'm even going to make NCAAs. We're in the biggest strongest and toughest conference in the country and you know any given day I could have a bad day at Big Tens and not have my way and go in NCAAs you know uh, luckily that's not the case and that hasn't been in the last couple of years but I took all those things into factor when people are throwing money in your face as well obviously <laughs> hey you got a job here you got a job there um, yeah. obviously MSU has some good contacts and I have some good contacts through family and everything as well but uh money's getting thrown in your face and you're kind of facing some adversity of injuries and you know mental health and you your mind goes weary a little bit you know you think about every possibility what you want to do so yeah so what was the deciding factor or factors i guess to to come back besides besides willie of course uh, yeah besides <laughs> willie um you know they kind of really sat me down and just we us getting a chance to so it's kind of funny when covid first happened me and my dad actually talked about some stuff like hey man what if what if, you know, we didn't even know that we we're going to get an extra year. We had no idea. Yeah. Me and my dad were just throwing some stuff around as jokes. Like, what if they gave me a six year? Who knows? Like, it's like, would you want to take it? And at the time, and this was before some of the injuries, major injuries, I was like, dude, heck yeah. Why would I not finish <laughs> out all my eligibility? Try to get to the goals I've I've uh, set for myself because I obviously haven't achieved every goal that I wanted. And uh, I would say that that's what kind of uh, it kind of ultimately came down to. I'm a com- at heart. I'm a I'm a major competitor. I love to compete. I love to put myself on the line, put my, I guess, put my body on the line as well. And, uh, you know, be in tough situations. And I I just think that's kind of who I am. I've always loved competing and enjoy that moment and being and doing my individual stuff. And uh, I have some goals for myself that uh, I haven't conquered yet. And that's kind of what led me back to, you know what, if I have this extra year, uh, let's do everything possible to make myself feel the best I have in the, my six years I've been here mentally, physically, everything emotionally. And uh, let's go try to conquer this goal that you set yourself for yourself. Cause I not a quitter, you know, I don't want to be a quitter in a way. And, and it's not cause I went through five years. I did. That's mm-hmm. the normal thing to go through five years, but um, you know, in a way I was thinking I was quitting on myself a little bit. So uh, it, it led to the decision to come back for sure. And I'm, I'm very happy I did. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? I have <laughs> knock on wood, man. I, I felt <laughs> the best I have in the past four or five years since probably my third year coming, uh, third year in school here. So, um, hopefully things continue to be the way they are. I'm, uh, I'm mentally focused a lot better. I, I, we have a new mindset coach that we've, uh, brought in to help us, uh, you know, keep our minds straight and, you know, he's just there. He's actually an MSU alumni. Uh, his name's Ben Boudreaux. I'm sure some people know about him and he's just a really good dude, man. He's uh, helped me out with a lot of stuff that I didn't know 
that I had problems with, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of myself as the most confident kid ever. Just, I don't need that type of stuff. You know, that's not my problem. That's, but after going through five years of this stuff, um, that I think that was my main problem, honestly, is, you know, my mental stability getting in my way of what I have to do and taking care of business at the end of the year and NCAAs and big tens and stuff like that. So um, definitely feeling the best I have in a long time. Nice. Good, good. Love it. Um, you know, you said you're competitive um, and that's might be because your family's full of athletes. You know, I have a few athletes in the family for sure. <laughs> yeah, I noticed this. So I have them written down here. So you have a co- cousin, Austin. Um, yep. He's also on the wrestling team. He your was, father, yeah. Yeah, he was. Your, your father played baseball at Ferris State. He did. <laughs> your cousin Connor played football at Colorado. Not for good time, but um, your cousin Frank wrestled at Central Michigan and your uncle ran track at Ferris State. Yes. Insane. And Crazy, they, man. Following in the footsteps of the family, right? Trying to be the best one out of them all. You know, that's how <laughs> we, we work against each other. We're always competitive with each other. And uh, we're going to see who can, uh, who can, who lasts the longest and who can, uh, who can uh, be the, the winner, you know? Yeah. And there's three different sports in there. You know, you got the wrestling track and football. Did you, what about you growing up? You know, I was a three sport athlete. Yep. Three sport athlete. I played uh, football, baseball, wrestling. I I enjoyed all three a lot. Ended up cutting, obviously, as you're getting serious with going into college and wanting to, you know, kind of come to realistic stuff. You need to, I mean, some people cut down to one. Um, We definitely needed to cut down to two. So I cut out football my sophomore year of high school and strictly focused on wrestling and baseball. I think I could have been a pretty good baseball player. Obviously, I had the genes for it with my dad and stuff. And uh, I had a great time, obviously, playing baseball uh, growing up. Uh, experienced uh i've actually played with the three guys that got drafted now a couple of them are in the big leagues and uh yeah so uh, a couple of my close really really close friends i still talk to to this day so uh great experiences all around obviously and uh i'm glad i ended up choosing the sport obviously just uh there's nothing like wrestling 1v1 uh it's all you out there obviously it ends up being a team sport in a way but at the end of the day it's it's you versus the guy apart uh, across from you so yeah what were the family reunions like with a group of that, with group of guys like that, I mean, like I said, we get at each other's <laughs> neck, man. Me and my cousin, actually, it's kind of funny. We used to live together. Uh, my first year, well, he was in the dorms with me one of my years, and then my our first year out of the dorms, me and him roomed across the hall from each other right here. And uh, it's always great, man. He is a competitor just like me. He's got his dad's running. I mean, his his sister, another one of my cousins, runs track at tennis, uh, not in Tennessee, one of the schools in Tennessee. So she's a major competitor as well and uh it's always fun getting together with the family no matter who it is my uncle frank still shows up and thinks he can take me right now and it's 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 you know fun putting him in his place sometimes and and it's it's always a great time having a competitive family and stuff they push you to do the things you don't want to do sometimes so and is it in anything like i mean um is it like uno or cards or video it, it, can, it can be anything it could be hopscotch you know it, who does it the best it's it's always a good time being with the family any everything's a competition and i think that's a big reason why i've been so successful in coming up and through high school and college so far um i think that's a big reason why my, my family's always pushed me to be the best i can be and uh I've loved every minute of it, obviously, competing with all of them. So, yeah. What made you drop football? I'm sure that was a tough you know, one, but 
You know, um, I was really, so my freshman, sophomore year, I, I started off my freshman year in high school as 112 pounds. So oh, wow. I, I was a little guy, obviously I wrestle 184 now and, uh, I finished my senior year at 171 and, you know, uh, with baseball, I was a catcher and in wrestling, obviously you don't need to be big or small. You, you have your weight that you're at and you're fine with, but, uh, with baseball, I mean, I was a catcher. I was kind of a little guy. And, you know, my dad's background being with it, he was the high school coach of our t- high school coach, one of the coaches on our team. I've always really enjoyed baseball just because I, I had those experiences with some of those really good ball players. And, you know, football, don't get me wrong. It, it was it was fun. But, you know, I don't need to be hurting my getting some concussions and I uh, was hitting people and stuff. You know, I, I like being on the defensive side of the ball. I didn't like being hit. I liked hitting people. So that was the fun part. But yeah, I think just when it came down to it, I just I, I definitely felt more direct with baseball and wrestling. Obviously, the background with my dad and stuff, and helping him push me through uh, baseball and and kind of wrestling in a way. He was kind of going with me, figuring it out uh, throughout the whole time, just like I was. So, um, yeah, dropping football probably was a good decision with it. Yeah. When did you start playing sports at the youth level? Um, I would say I started T-ball probably when I was about four years old. Yeah. That was my first sport. And uh, kind of funny how I worked into wrestling. I end up, you know, I'm just a tougher kid, what people, my teacher liked to say when I was young. And one of the stories was a kid threw a block at me and uh, hit me in the head. And I would think it's all fun. I throw it back at him. He started crying. I get in trouble. You know, <laughs> and so my parents got called in a lot when I was younger and, you know, they, they understood, you know, as I'm an active kid and stuff. And I just ended up uh, talking, sitting down with my teachers and they told my parents like, you know, I need to get, he's in, he's in baseball. He's doing all that T-ball and stuff like that, but you need to get him in a sport that's going to drain his energy, get him focused outside of the classroom so that he can be focused inside the classroom, you know? And we tried karate. That's just was too slow for me. Obviously when you're young, they do just, you know, a couple punches here and there, a couple kicks and you're not really going against anybody. And, uh, we got a flyer in the mail for wrestling one day. And my parents were like, you know what, you're going to try this out. And I fell in love with it the first day I ever did it. So you got a flyer in the mail. A flyer in the mail, Motor City Wrestling Club. I still remember all my coaches there. They helped me out a lot. And uh, yeah, it just, from there, it was history. It was crazy how it worked out. I ended up meeting one of my best and closest friends to this day. Um, And we, and that kid, actually, his name's Tyler Sanders. He, me and him pushed each other from youth all the way up until high school. And that's kind of a big reason why I am where I am today is right with him as well. And, um, just having that support from my family and everything, it all worked itself out. Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy it right away? And were you any good? I, I loved it. And <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to chew my own horn. I like to think I was an athletic kid, so yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I think it was more the physicality of, you know, I'm going to beat this kid up in front of me when you're young. You're like, <laughs> Oh, I beat people up, you know, yeah. it's uh, it made you feel a little bit more powerful as a kid. And uh, you know, it made me feel good. Yeah, I, I would like to think I was pretty decent right off the bat. I w- and you know what probably helped was my mom said when I was younger, I didn't remember it. I remember winning. I did go to my first tournament and I won, but I guess I pinned my whole way through the bracket. And my mom was just like, you were in love with it after that. You just thought you could beat the world up. So you you were you were one for it for sure. Yeah. Did you ever take a break from it or did was that just the start and it just no, uh, from there, it just, it kind of got crazier. I just 
wanted to go everywhere. I wanted to travel. I traveled a lot for baseball and I wanted the same thing for, for wrestling. And my dad, you know, my parents being very supportive people, they wanted all my dreams to come true. So I thank them every day for it. And they traveled me around the country to wrestle, not only best, just the best competition around. Obviously I went to all the New Jersey duels. I went to Virginia duels. I, I, I was a big duel guy. I yeah. loved being a part of the camaraderie, the team. I met a lot of guys that I'm still friends with to this day off of being in when I was seven, eight, nine years old on dual teams. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the rest of the sport of wrestling obviously really brings people together because how physicality is and, you know, wrestlers are a little different than everybody else yeah. and you know how it is, but, uh, no, yeah, I, I fell in love with it right away. And I just wanted to seek out the best competition possible always just to see, to test myself and see how, see how I would do. You seem like a pretty outgoing kid too. Man. I was a little outgoing. Uh, some people would say when I was younger and I would, I would completely agree with them. Now I was a little cocky for sure. Needed to be brought down a level. And I think that's where the, the competitiveness uh, really worked out. I wanted to go. It didn't matter if I lost, I would, it mattered after, after right after, cause I was a little, <laughs> I was a little bit of a poor sport when I was younger. Cause I thought I was the best and, you know, obviously there's always someone out there better than you. And, uh, I needed those kicks in the butt a little bit. I was young as I was younger to, you know, grow up and mature as I got into my high school and college years. So, so when did you start taking the sport pretty seriously then? I would say after I went, when I got about middle school, um, I went on a few dual teams when I was young, like, you know, right before middle school, fifth, fourth, fifth grade. But, you know, those are just to go, go out there and get a feel for wrestling. Obviously I was still not a, a student of the sport completely yet. I was still throwing headlocks left and right on people. So it was like, that was my main move and stuff. But once I got into, you know, sixth grade, middle school, um, my dad was like, you know what, it's time to, you know, you either pick, you want to travel here? You want to travel this for baseball? I, I was still going in between. You know, I, I played the summer sports and baseball all the time. I was traveling a lot. I was on a pretty some pretty good teams. I, I was a decent baseball player. And um, my dad was like, you know, if you're going to get serious with wrestling, obviously you like it a lot. We talked about it a lot. And uh, he's like, we're going to have to travel with that, too. So I was a very busy kid. Every weekend I was traveling somewhere. And uh, it was Obviously, as a kid's dream, you're you're you get in the car. Me and my dad, my buddy Tyler and his dad, they would literally hop us in the car, throw us in the back seat. We'd set a bed in the back, throw some DVD players up, and we'd be on the road for 12 to 15 hours a weekend. Man, it was and obviously there and back, so about yeah. 24 to 30 hours a weekend, <laughs> obviously. And I can only thank them enough. I could they obviously enjoyed watching their kids go out there and have fun and compete against some of the best guys in the country, but. uh no, it really meant a lot to me that those guys, they would, they'd take turns sleeping, whatnot. One guy's in shotgun, they sleep for a little bit. The next guy's driving for seven, eight hours. They switch it up. And it was, uh, it was a great time as a kid, for sure. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. How difficult then was it to decide between baseball and wrestling, you know, or how early on did you make that decision? I think I put baseball out of the question, like my sophomore, junior year, just because that was about the time where, you know, I started like I always thought I did pretty well in state and Michigan, obviously, through youth. I, I won a couple of state titles and through AAU, MMWA, my way, all that stuff. So I was already on my high horse as a little kid. Obviously, I was super excited. And then I actually did win a national title ring in baseball. My 12 year wow. old, my 12 year year and my 13 year year, I was on the number one team in the country. And uh, which was awesome. That's where I met those guys who now play in the MLB, obviously. And uh, 
Yeah, it was kind of a tough decision. My, I was still small, though. And that's that was the big problem. My dad always told me, you're going to grow. Like he, he wanted me to play baseball in a way. Obviously, that was mm-hmm. his sport. He loved it. He's like, dude, you're going to grow. I promise you. I was a late bloomer as well. And I was just like, you know, as a kid, you don't believe him. You're not going to believe him. Dude, I'm tiny right now. I'm not going to grow in the next year or so. I think I need to lean towards one thing and, you know, really go after it. And that ended up being wrestling because I was smaller. And I... I loved it. But of course, going into my junior year, I start hitting a growth spurt. And my dad's like, dude, I freaking told you so. I told you so. So it was kind of funny. I started getting a little bit of looks for baseball here and there. But all my coaches just told people, uh, they were just like, you got no chance, man. This kid's going to go hopefully division one for wrestling obviously ended up working out that way but uh they kind of shied away a lot of uh college uh recruiting for baseball and who knows maybe if i you know i got some looks for some good places or something my dad knows a lot of people obviously he was in the baseball world he ended up getting uh drafted in uh whatever second part of the whatever the second draft is not the, the main <laughs> draft and yeah he went got drafted to the cleveland indians and unfortunately well when they were called the indians they're called the guardians now yeah. but uh when unfortunately he tore his rotator cuff right before going in for all that stuff and um that was the rest for him but i think he wanted to me to live the same life away he the way he did a little way you know he wanted me to go for baseball but uh he loved wrestling just as much obviously he knew i did as, as well and uh kind of pushed me away from it. All the coaches in my high school pushed me, pushed away college scouts. You know, they're just like, you know, I think this kid's going to go wrestle. You don't, maybe you don't want to waste your time with it just because he's a, he's a pretty good wrestler. And I think that's where he's going to end up going for. And in a way, I think it helped because once again, I'm here where I am now today. I'm excited for it. And uh, I didn't have those other thoughts of like, maybe I should change up sports or something. So yeah, it all ended up working itself out. Yeah. And how good was your high school baseball team? You know, when I first got there, we were supposed to be really good my freshman year. I played JV as a freshman, which was pretty cool. Um, I then got brought up to varsity as a sophomore and played in a couple of our playoff games, which was was another really good experience. You know, we were pretty good. We were supposed to be a couple of the years. We ended up, unfortunately, in the MAC Red. We were in the top five. I mean, uh, the team that we always – draw right first off the bat you know the first of districts was stevenson high school and they were top five in the state every single year and we were you know around at about the 9 10 11 we were we were pretty good mm-hmm. and um so we'd always get a short end of the stick and get them right off the bat they'd beat up we'd be up in a lot of the games we'd be winning and towards the end of the game they'd beat us and it sucked so we, we were we were solid and then my uh my senior year we actually made it to the I don't know what they call it, Elite Eight for baseball, but we were in the top eight games and one away, which was so I already committed to MSU. This was like my dream. I wanted to. So I, I'm a four time All-State in my high school mm-hmm. and uh, ever, there's a couple four time All-Staters, you know, that have, you know, most decorated athletes, whatever, in our high school. And my goal, my BFA, my senior year of baseball, I wanted to take it so seriously because my goal was to get all state. I ended up being second team, so I didn't get my my plaque up there on there on the wall or anything. But I my goal was to be first team all state, so I could be the first person to have five all states on the wall and stuff. But unfortunately, we lost our game right before we got to come to East Lansing and play in the Final Four and the championship. We ended up losing to the team that won it. We beat them three times out of four the the whole year and. Ended up unfortunately losing in the in the regional finals or whatever it was to go to the final four. But um, 
you know, it would have been cool to kind of play, have Roger come down there and Chris and watch me play some ball behind the, yeah. behind the catcher and being catching and stuff like that. But uh, unfortunately it didn't happen. It's all right. It's all right. But uh, no, that would have been cool for sure. Yeah. If you could pick up a bat right now, like how do you think you'd do? I actually play uh, over the summer. My buddies, uh, I go home sometimes on the weekends. My buddies actually hit me up to play in a softball league on Sundays. So I still pick okay. up a bat during the summer and <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I could tell you that it's been a lot of fun. I got a lot more mass on me and a little bit more weight, you know, size. So when I was younger, obviously everybody wants to hit a home run. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I go play softball and I hit the crap out of the ball. So, <laughs> and it's always, uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, going home in the summer, playing with my buddies who, you know, they just, they're back home, they're working, they want to have these fun weekends and stuff. So it's good to be able to go back and uh, have a good time with them on some Sundays. Yeah. How far, so you're in East Lansing, obviously, how far away are you from, you're from Macomb? Yeah. Macomb. Yes, sir. Macomb, sorry. Macomb. How far away are you from Macomb? About hour 20. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Yeah, not too far from home. It's a nice little easy drive, especially I got my girlfriend. They, she lives in Davison, so we do make a little double trip. We go 45 minutes to Davison, and then from Davison to Macomb is only 45 minutes. And, you know, we make a little double trip, see both of the families throughout the weekends and stuff, and, uh, and just make a little trip out of it. You know, mm -hmm. I always got her right by my side, so it's really easy to drive back and forth. I actually made the drive a little too many times this summer, I would like to say, you know, we are going back on Fridays and coming back on a Saturday sometimes just to go back on a Sunday and play. And, you know, it gets, uh, it gets tiring driving all the time, but you know, when you got someone by your side, it's a little easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Macomb is 45 minutes. It's an hour 20 from, from East Lansing. It's 45 minutes from Davidson. So is it like a suburb ish of Detroit? Yes, I would say so. Uh, we're about, yeah. I would say we're a little bit up and coming. A lot of there's building, there's just always construction, always more houses being built out in Macomb. A lot from what I've heard, it's supposed to be like the next Detroit and in like wow. up and coming in a way. There's just always something new being built. And there's just our uh, main road down there is just crawling with new stuff. I mean, we got Portillo's stuff like that, oh, like nice. stuff from Chicago. Yeah. All this <laughs> new, new good stuff. I, I see a new restaurant every single time I go back home now. I mean, they got Chick-fil-A, all that good stuff now. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see, you know, the, the place you grew up kind of uh, growing itself, you know? Yeah. It's probably good that they have that stuff now because back then you couldn't, you probably couldn't eat it as much, could you? No, not as much. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be on a weekday freaking with my buddies and we're driving down the road trying to find some food. Now that it wouldn't be too tough, I was in high school still, <laughs> seriously. Um, so speaking of your, you know, your wrestling days here a little bit in high school, did you, were you a weight cutter or did it just come natural where you just wrestled? Where so, you um, I would say my freshman year was probably my worst weight cutting. I, uh, I'll tell you a little story here. So when my freshman year, I was, I was small, obviously I was probably about 120, but when you're 120 skin and bone cutting eight pounds, is not easy. It's right. not fun. So I was super, super skinny all the time. My, my, my freshman year and, uh, stuck in some weight here and there. Uh, wasn't, I ended up getting through it, obviously, you know, support family the coaches. They were always obviously on me, helping me out, had my butt, best friend, Tyler, right there next to me, who was cutting from 26, 27 down to 19. He was, we were always right next to each other, 112, 119, 130, 140, whatever. And, uh, my sophomore year, I, like I said, I started getting really into, I decided I needed to start getting stronger. I was a skinny kid. I was small. Um, so I started running a lot. I started lifting a little bit more. I got into the weight training class at high school. And then I was also obviously wrestling and playing baseball all the time. And I actually, actually, unfortunately, which 
I thought was unfortunate at the time. I, uh, I fractured my spine and had a herniated disc and my, uh, my L3 in my back and was actually told that I I might never wrestle the same, you know, I might not be the same guy that I was before. And me being myself, I thought it was complete bull crap because mm-hmm. I could do anything. I was a confident kid and uh, I, I rehabbed it. I uh, was in physical therapy for about a year and a half and came out a different person. I think it only helped me in the end of the day. Obviously, at the time as a kid, you're like, this is the worst thing ever. Why? Why me? Why me? And um I would think it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, it made me completely wrestle in a completely different way. Uh, people would probably not say so now. I obviously, I like to roll around. I'm a funky guy. I do some crazy stuff here and there. And I used to do even crazier stuff when I was fresh and sophomore. <laughs> I used to roll all the time. And that was the only thing I could do was just roll and hope for the best. You know, unfortunately, it worked out for me sometimes. But um, it made me really stick to a technique and uh, get better at the sport of wrestling, not just rolling around hoping for the best anymore. I had to, I couldn't roll around anymore. My back wouldn't let me or else I was in pain or something like that, you know? So it made me really become a a, a student of the sport. Actually, you know, I, I learned a lot of new stuff. I, learned a lot of new technique, what ways I could go around without hurting myself. And, um, you know, fortunately after the whole rehab and physical therapy, it ended up both coming together. I like to roll and I have some technique now. So it, uh, it ended up working itself out and uh, I'm actually a better man for the whole, the whole thing happening. So. So you hurt. So that, that happened your sophomore year. Yeah. Was that during the season? No, it was actually during the summer going into my sophomore year. So I wasn't even supposed to, yeah, I wasn't supposed to wrestle until about February of the next year. And me being my young self, I said, not a chance. I'm not missing tournaments. I'm not missing anything. I got teammates to, to, I got to be a leader on the team. I got teammates that need me and stuff. And uh, that was still when we were trying to really turn around our, our high school program. Cause my freshman year, we were, we were just all right. And then the next three years of my high school career, we made this team States, you know, we did pretty well for ourselves and uh, kind of put Dakota wrestling on the map a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a little different. I was going to say, yeah, because you, you still got third that year. I did. I actually got no third year that year. You're right. You're right. I did take third that year. Um, wow. No, no, no. I'm messed up. No, it was my sophomore year going into my junior year. My bad. That's when I hurt my back because I took okay. fourth the year when I was struggling to know with my back. That's why. 100%. I got it wrong a little bit. But yeah, oh, so right. sophomore year going into junior year. Long time ago. I'm in my sixth year of college right now. You know, I guess things yeah. stuff here and there. So, uh, but yeah, just, I, uh, I can't believe you got fourth. I got fourth, man. And that was, I was pissed. <laughs> I was really? pissed. I went, I went three, three, four, one. Like, how where the drop off come in? People yeah. say, you know, like, why did that drop off come in? And, you know, I'm not going to make excuses. All my back was hurt. No, I just, I didn't compete as best as I could, I, as I thought I could. And maybe, uh, uh, maybe it, uh, that also helped me as well. I got a little kick in the butt. Like, hey, man, you thought you worked yourself in the way of, uh, you know, getting yourself to contending for a title again. And look where you are. You you dropped placements in a way. I was gaining weight and I was going up in weight and stuff. But you know what? That comes with the sport. I'm growing and stuff. You need to be able to adjust and become better with the, the weight you're putting on, obviously. And so uh, 
that was a little kick in the butt going into my uh, senior year of high school. Obviously, I, I, I had a chip on my shoulder. I wanted to my my goal in my high school career was always, you know, it's nothing crazy, but I wanted to be ranked in the country. I wanted people to know who know my name, know who I was. And uh, I think that taking fourth right there really, really put me into a place of like, you know what, it's time to either buckle down and run with this sport like you want to and go to college for it and you know make the best season out of your next your last year in, in high school or uh maybe kick it off to the side and try to give baseball another chance and I'm, I'm i'm really glad that i uh i kicked myself in the butt and put my put everything into wrestling and um obviously i, I went to super 32s and uh grappler and now those were all just confidence boosters i started wrestling against some ranked guys right i i had a couple good matches and Fortunately, I ended up taking fifth at Super 32s, which was what people, my coaches like to tell me was my coming out party. It kind of gave me the confidence to, uh, you know, really believe in myself and my abilities and stuff. I beat a couple of good guys there who were ranked in the country and ended up being ranked going into my senior year. So I uh, was pretty excited about that. Mm -hmm. I heard you just say that you thought that you might, that you should give baseball another shot or an actual shot right there too. So like after yeah. fourth at state some creeping in some thoughts creeped in about maybe you should play baseball. Yeah. I mean, my dad was trying to tell me, you know, he's like, you know, you took fourth. I mean, that's still good. He's, he's right. proud of me and everything. He's like, you took fourth though. I mean, do you think you want to really put the effort into try to make those level jumps and, you know, to win a state title because fourth and first, it may not seem far from each other, but there's, it's far, obviously there's three kids and two kids in between you. So it's like, how are you going to make those jumps or you can let your body grow? You know, you don't got to cut no weight or nothing like that, which I didn't end up cutting weight my senior year because, you know, I just was, I, I just filled out the filled out 171. You know, I'd cut from 75. I wouldn't, I'd be on weight at the practice <laughs> every day, you know? So I, uh, I filled in the body. My dad was like, you can fill in and you know, you could be a big catcher, man. You know, my dad was all about it. Was like, Let's do it, man. Come on. And, uh, you know, I just had a few talks with him and he's like, obviously, you know, I, I love the sport of wrestling a little bit more, I thought. And uh, I just ran with it. I did everything I could that summer and uh, leading up to my senior year to, you know, get me where I needed to be. And, um, you know, it worked out. Obviously, I got my state title. I went undefeated and uh, I did pretty well for myself, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was that senior year like? I mean, did you did you feel like you were just on another level at that point? A hundred percent. I, uh, I didn't give up a single takedown my senior year. I wow. kind of prided myself in that. I wanted to, you know, the year before was kind of crazy. One of the heavyweights, uh, that won a state title and it was division two or division three. Um, he didn't give up a single point <laughs> the whole year they said or something. He didn't even give up like a, like didn't give up a, didn't let anybody go do nothing. You just go out there, beat people up, take them down and pin them and stuff. And so I was like, you know, maybe, I, maybe I can let some people go. I'll, I like to work in my mm -hmm. feet sometimes, you know, get my gas tank rolling. And, but you know what, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to not give up a takedown. I had pretty good defense. I was confident in my abilities of what I had. And I just went out there with a chip on my shoulder that nobody, nobody could touch me. And, um, I think that's some a good mentality, obviously, going through my senior year of school and it ended up working its way out and getting my state title and going undefeated without giving up a takedown. So, yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm curious more about this, um, this point in your life where you got fourth and you started thinking maybe I should go the baseball route. But instead, you double down and you put in the work because at that point, you probably weren't being looked at much 
or were you for no for not so much I, I i think uh i think i had one school at the time reaching out a little bit i was uh central michigan and um eastern michigan actually reached out a little bit as well you know before their program went under unfortunately and um yeah, they were just giving me a little look here and there. Uh, nothing crazy. I went on a couple unofficial visits and uh, my sister went to Central. So that was actually where I thought going into like my sophomore year of high school. Like I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm here. My sister loves this place. I went up there and visited her a few times for a couple of tailgates and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is probably going to be my place. I like this place a lot. And um once a Big Ten team comes in the conversation after doing pretty well at Super 32s and Grappler Fall Classic, uh, you kind of look the other way a little bit, right? You know, it's a Big Ten school looking at me. Even though Michigan State before I got here wasn't the best, I always thought, you know, I'm a big guy that could come in and change the program. I uh, I want to be a leader. And I, I, I wanted to, at the time, I wanted to, I kind of knew I was like, you know what, I could go there. I could probably start, you know, in my second year after I redshirt and, you know, run with it. Maybe, maybe I make something happen there. And um, I am very glad with my decision every single day, just because we have completely turned things around here. We yeah. brought in the, we got more resources. Rogers brought in the guys. He brought in guys like Willie, Tayshan Campbell, uh, obviously kept Chris with him, who was actually a funny story. My sophomore year of high school, Chris came to me when he was at Adrian and he came into, uh, came into our suite. Yeah. He came into our suite, talked to my high school coach. He was like, Hey, I want you. He wanted me and my friend Tyler to go there on a couple visits. And, uh, he was my coach looked at him. He's just, his, my, my high school coaches were also MSU alumni, Eddie Skineski, mm-hmm. Joel Trombley. And, uh, he was like, Chris, you're funny, man. These guys are going nothing but D one, man. They're not, these guys are, these, there's the, guys that are bringing Dakota out of the gutter and they're going to end up going to Division one wrestling because he, he saw that in us. Obviously mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, it was a little bit more push, obviously going to MSU, having two MSU coaches as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it ended up working itself out. Chris got hired back at MSU, at MSU under Roger, and he came up for actually a practice, and we rolled around together. I was a little bigger than him at the time. I uh, kind of still brag about this. I three sixty double legged him out of one of his two on one ties, and uh, I always, I still to this day, I give him some crap for it. And uh, no, yeah, it ended up working out. Chris going over there, and we're uh, we're making a change to the program, man. Um, I like to think. It happened a little bit before me. Roger brought in some good classes before me as well, obviously, with a couple top 12, I think, recruiting classes, I think, one of the years with uh, some guys like Drew Hughes, Jake Tucker, Jaden Enriquez. Those guys were all top 10 guys in the country. And uh, I think it was just a step in the right direction. And then once you got some more guys coming in as freshmen, young and hungry, they uh, it ended up just working itself out. We just needed a, needed a whole culture change. And... Um, I'm happy I can be here in my six years, still be leading the way and uh, helping us out with that. So, yeah. When did you decide that? So you, sorry, let me back up. So you decided on Michigan state. Um, how, how did you have that confidence already that you were like, I'm going to go there. I can redshirt maybe, and then jump in the lineup. I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty big hopes for, for a guy, especially at an upper weight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I just kind of knew. So the guy that was in there at my weight before, his name was Drew Hughes. He came in number three in the country from high school. He was a five-time national qualifier, blood rounders freshman year. He was uh, he was an animal, an animal on top. A lot of there's some rules about him now. Some uh, side headlock rules we can't have because of this guy. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just I saw Roger. You know, talking to Roger and Chris, they were just 
And obviously when Mahalik was here at the time, I, my parent, me and my family actually really liked Win as well. And uh, they just preached, you know, family and um, going through high school. I was super, super close with all my friends on my team. I, that's the guys that hung out with every single day. I did everything with these guys. And obviously, you know, when you're going to war in the wrestling room, blood, sweat and tears with these guys, they're going to be your closest friends. And uh, they preached a good culture about, you know, this is a family aspect and um, we just need some different guys to come in and push these older guys you know we need guys to come in and with a chip on their shoulder like i've always had then you need to come in and push these older guys and you know what if they back down that's great you're gonna end up being that guy but if they don't you know you're gonna have to work for your spot and uh fortunately i had some really good role models coming into my freshman year with uh um some of the guys that were seniors here i made some really good friends with them and they they just they wanted to change as well you know when roger came in he told people this is going to change. Like you can either get out now or you can suffer through it and, you know, be a better person for it. And I'm pretty sure I think half of our team quit that year when Roger came in, nothing bad with Rogers. Just there was a new change. Roger wanted new things to happen. He came in with a new work ethic. And I don't think a lot of guys liked it because our team before didn't work very hard. They didn't really it wasn't our wrestling wasn't the main priority for Michigan state wrestling. You know what I mean? I think they were a little bit more on the partying aspect, which, you know, that's, that's fine. You know, that's, they had their moments and stuff, but um, Roger wanted to make a change. And uh, I think he did a very good job of, you know, picking and choosing. He never went after the big, big names. He did a really good job of that. I think obviously with me, Cameron Caffey, Rayvon Foley, one of our only All-Americans in the last six years, Rayvon Foley was never a big name. He was ranked in the country a senior year, of course, yeah. But he just went after guys that he knew had still had more to grow, still had more potential, still had room to just, you know, be a better wrestler. And um, he went after potential and good kids and kids that could be leaders potentially in this program. And um Obviously, it ended up working itself out because Rayvon Foley was an All-American his second year. Cam Caffey was, has beat, he has a list. He showed me a list. He has a list of about 13 to 14 guys who have All-American over the years. He's beaten them all multiple times. He, he's beaten two national finalists, one national champion. You know, like this kid, I mean, he brought in the right guys. He, you know, maybe some would say he got lucky, but at the end of the day, you know, you never know what you're going to get even out of a number one, number two, number three guys, some of those guys fall off, but um, he, uh, he definitely went out and got the right guys to, you know, for the job to, you know, lead this team to the right, the right place. And um, obviously it helps when you get a number one guy in Chase Aldate eventually, obviously <laughs> stuff like that, that always helps for sure. But um, yeah, I think uh, Roger and them were just looking at the right things. They, they wanted the right stuff and uh, the, they wanted good kids that just, so happen to be pretty good wrestlers and end up panning out to be better than what they thought. So, yeah. Wow. Roger, Roger Chandler, uh, speech there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all these years, all this experience behind him, man. I've heard him talk so many times, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like he had an identity for the team that he wanted. And I think that's very important is if you're going to have a successful team, you need to know what kind of team you you want to have what kind of kids you want to have and i think he knew right away what those types of kids were and that's why he's been successful is he knows the kids he wants and so he's able to find those kids no and doubt. you know yeah sometimes like a chase Eldate, who's number one in his recruiting class is one of those kids 
You know? For sure. It doesn't hurt. For sure. That doesn't <laughs> hurt. No doubt. No doubt. It does not yeah. hurt. How did you um, make the transition from 174 to 184? I'm always curious how, it, I mean, that's 10 pounds at an upper weight class. I mean, that's, that's a lot. It, it, it was, uh, it was a little tough. Um, not going to lie. Still coming into my senior year, I was a little bigger, obviously, but I was still long and lanky. I was still growing a little bit. I came in probably in the college about five eleven, six foot. I'm luckily I'm six foot two now going into my body. Finally, even though it's Jeez, a little late, dad, a little late. Dad was right on that. One. Yeah. Yeah. He was completely <laughs> spot on. Right. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of funny, man. I mean, I got a little bigger as I got here. Obviously, I was still growing. I still had, you know, mass to gain. I was skinnier on the skinnier side. I needed to get in the weight room and gain some muscle. Um, after my freshman year, our coaches, not only our coaches, but we got a new strength coach, uh, Kenny Goodrich, who I'm still very close with to this day. I, I love Kenny. He just left last year to take another great job at a, uh, a high school being the athletic director there. Super happy for him. And uh, he really came in and kind of changed the culture, not with only our team, but in the weight room. I mean, he wanted he he came from Bowling Green. He was like the main strength coach for like six or seven of the teams over there. And um, he came in and I think he he used to GA here. He used to help out here at MSU before he went to Bowling Green. And um, it's kind of funny. He told them here. They were like, yeah, we really want you here. We're going to give you this, this and this. And he said, you know what? If you guys let me be main with wrestling, I'll I'll come with you right now. I won't even have any more questions asked. And there, let's do it. You know, let's 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 bring you on. And I think that was a big big change in the way we did our our wrestling lifts and stuff. You know, before we kind of had a, a football coach. You know, he still did a good job, but he was a football coach. He was a football mm -hmm. trainer. He did football lifts, and we need different aspects. You know, of doing you know throwing and you know with our hips, different ways of working those things into a workout. And Kenny did just an absolute great job of getting those things into our workouts and pushing us through stuff. He was, is also one of my favorite motivators out there. He is not afraid to say what's on his mind to us, no matter if it's going to hurt our feelings or make us feel good. He was all about just making us better. Not only, not in the weight room, obviously he wants our numbers to go up, but on the wrestling mat, what's going to get us better to be better wrestlers, you know? And uh, I think, just all the cards kind of fall into place having, you know, these new coaches come in with Willie, Tayshan, coach Kenny ends up coming in and all these guys wanted to had a chip on their shoulder to want to change this program for the better. And, uh, it really worked out into the play of, you know, me getting a little bigger. I, uh, I wanted to be, a, I actually thought I would be a 74 for a long time just because I didn't know if I'd be able to put on that mask that I wanted to. And uh, Kenny stressed it. I, he made me, you know, my freshman year, I went home just like every normal freshman guy. But after that, I've been here every single summer lifting, you know, four or five times a week. And uh, it just somehow ended up starting to flow onto me. You know, I, I still have a pretty fast metabolism. I lose weight pretty easily and stuff. But, you know, when you're working with, you know, the, the athletic trainers around here, they they find a way to, you know, gain, put, keep weight on you. Uh, mm -hmm. Kenny was finding a way to keep muscle on me. And, uh, you know, I just ended up working itself out to where I was like, you know, if I'm going to die to get down to 74, why not let my body grow a little bit bigger and, you know, get myself a little stronger. Let's grow into 84 and see how it works. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, maybe, you know, I'll certify at 74. I certified at 74 my third year and still, and, uh, I was like, you know, maybe I'll give it a try at the end of the year, but you know, about halfway through the year when I'm, I'm feeling pretty good at 84, I did pretty well for myself for what I like to think. And, um, 
and ended up just working it out and feeling uh, feeling like that was the right position, especially when Cam Caffey wanted to go 197 as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of plays a toll, you know. Cam went 197, I went 194, and then Drew actually bumped up that year to 74. So uh, it all just played itself out. We, we're we always about talking in our between our friends, you know. If you see this a family aspect here, we talked all the time about, you know, maybe gaining some weight and let's see how it would go with our lineup and stuff and seeing who we could get in the lineup and – and end up working out. So yeah, yeah, going up to 84 was a good decision. And that that's a commitment, you know, like I've talked to some other wrestlers, um, putting on weight is difficult, especially when you're a college athlete, um, burning a lot of calories, you know, putting on, cause you probably put on more than just 10 pounds, you know? You oh no. Yeah. I, I got up. So I was probably walking around 85, you know, and I was kind of 74, 85 mm-hmm. on a good day, you know, I'm not nothing too crazy, but when I started trying to put those pounds on that third year, I actually hit 220. Wow. I was thick and I felt, but it wasn't in a way it was, you know, I put on some muscle, but it wasn't all good weight. I was really just trying to, you know, eat my way into being big. You know, I just wanted to feel good, feel big. And I felt a little sluggish as I was up that high, obviously. Yeah. And I'm up in 220. I probably, I haven't touched it since. I haven't mm-hmm. even been over 210 in a long time. So it's like, you know, I was feeling really sluggish and slow and big. And it, it was a, it was a different, definitely a different feeling. But uh, I think in a way it helped me out because, you know, uh, you need to put on weight to keep muscle on as well. You know, the, the muscle, the weight comes first and the muscle starts after, as you start to lift and drop down the have the fatness, you know, so mm-hmm. it, uh, it ended up working itself out. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's 220, man. I can't imagine that. Dude, I was blown up. Obviously I look a little skinny right now. I mean, I'm, we're kind of bringing our weight down right now. And, uh, but, uh, dude, I was a, my girlfriend <laughs> brings videos back of when I was there and she's like, dude, this is crazy. Like, geez, look at you. And I'm like, I don't want to look at me. right there. <laughs> dude, It was a little, it was weird, but no, it's, uh, it was good though. It was good. Uh, I want to ask about your freshman year real quick when you, so you won your state title as a senior, you know, you had a good showing at super 32s um, and all that, but you come in and now you're back at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, how, how difficult was that to maybe get your feet under you and get some more, did you lose confidence, you know, wrestling as a um, freshman or did you hold your own? I would like to say I hold my own for the most part, obviously coming in, all these guys want to beat up on the freshman. That's my favorite thing to do now. I just love to talk <laughs> crap to them, beat them up as much as I can. And, you know, you know, make them learn some stuff. And, uh, when I came in, it was actually funny. We used to do these. I wanted to bring it back this year. We didn't as much, but we used to have, you know, guys would sit on the side. We'd have open rooms and uh, guys would sit along the side. You know, they wrestled and then they would sit along the side of the mat. And, you know, we would throw two guys in the middle. It was like first takedown, what you got. And I ended up going, you know, somebody called my name. They're like, yo, you're going against Kathy. Let's go see what you got. And I ended up actually taking him down. And I was like, wow, I'm on my high horse. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And they're like, and they're like, hey, you, you think you're good? You think you're good? People are talking crap to me. You think you're good? Like, throw <laughs> Drew Hughes out there. Drew Hughes, three time national qualifier, blood rounder. I end up hitting an inside trip on him and taking him down. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Am I just wrestling out of my mind or like, what's going on here? And uh, after that day, Kathy actually went into the coach's office and was like, I think this kid's going to be pretty good. 
<laughs> for Roger because you know obviously I didn't have a big name coming into into college or anything you know I was just I was ranked but everybody was ranked going in that at that point you know most guys are and uh you know it was pretty funny Roger pulled me off to the side and he's like Kathy has some good words to say about you but he also said that he is going to not let that happen ever again he's gonna absolutely <laughs> kill you so you know it was, it was good I got some confidence right off the bat which you know a sense of urgency of I, I do belong here you know I, I got the confidence boost right away and for the rest of that year it was not as fun as the first day obviously mm -hmm. I got beat up quite a bit I like to say I think I held my own I did I, I got I mixed some few takedowns in here and there and um but you know I think that first day of doing that really really helped me you know I, I don't know how it happened still to this day <laughs> I, I was wrestling out of my mind I guess mm -hmm. or maybe they were taking me easy I don't know taking me for granted but uh no I think that confidence boost uh definitely helped me throughout my career just going through that fresh first year and you know believing that I actually belonged in the Big Ten mm -hmm. yeah yeah speaking of the Big Ten I mean how how do you handle the grind of that of that season I mean uh the schedule just came out you know um there's about one or two duels a week you know and um but they're tough man they're i mean how how do you just deal with it man it's uh it's never easy obviously you're going against the best guy in the best guys i should say in the country every single weekend you kind of got to go in with just saying like dude it's whatever man you know I, I could obviously probably know which word i wanted to use i don't want to say that on the podcast but <laughs> uh but like it's whatever man you're gonna have to do this and obviously going through all these years i have a lot more confidence after experiencing it a few times but you know going into my first time doing it it was like dude i don't know how i'm gonna do this right you know this is mm -hmm. the tough guys the best guys in the country every single week i wrestle number one three five six seven eight all throughout the year and you can either take it as dang, I'm wrestling the best guys. I'm going to get my butt kicked. Like this is going to suck. Or it's like, Hey, I'm wrestling the best guys every single weekend. Go out there, prove who you are, go get a win or two. Who knows what can happen, obviously, and get your experience for the rest of the, you know, get going to throw you into the, the big tens at the end of the year, going into those, the NCAA tournament, doing stuff like that. And, you know, obviously going through some tournaments to start off the year is it's fun. You know, you get to wrestle a few different guys from out of the conference and stuff like that, which uh, makes you feel a little better sometimes. Cause you know, sometimes they're not as good. Sometimes they are, but you know, you just got to get some confidence rolling into that, that big 10 season or, uh, you know, it's going to be a rough one for sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, just, I tell the, I tell the younger guys every year, you know, it's just, it's just another match. These guys have been in the same shoes you have been in. It's just all they've done is prove themselves. And week by week, you get a chance to prove who you are. You are wrestling the best guys. And say you even beat someone, maybe they had their off day, but you just beat a top top 15 ranked guy in the country. No one can take that away from you. You obviously got to realize that you belong here, you know? And uh, fortunately along the way, I had a, I snagged a few top 20 wins in my freshman year and stuff. And it gave me the confidence going into big tens. I won my first two dual meets against Michigan. And I think Maryland it was and stuff. And, you know, it kind of just rolled from there. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed wrestling the best guys in the country every week after the, after a few, after a few weeks, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting my butt kicked against, you know, the Kemmerers and Skatskas and mm -hmm. Mark Halls or obviously it takes a toll on you a little bit, but it also makes you learn something about yourself a little bit, you know, uh, how can you deal with adversity and, uh, can you come back from it? Can you, can you get that out of your head and go wrestle the next match, you know? And, um,
it, it, it it's a lot of fun at the end of the time at the end of the, my my college career knowing that i really have wrestled the best guys in the country week in and week out and i like to think i've competed just as well as anybody else with all of them so yeah and you never back down you know i mean you you keep you keep going you keep coming back you may get your butt kicked one day but you know what you're gonna lace your shoes up the next day and and go and compete to whoever's in front of you no doubt no doubt it's kind of crazy actually uh up until last year which hurt me really bad last year because i thought i was doing pretty well i uh I didn't lose twice in a weekend in the Big Tens in the Big Ten duels up until last year when I lost against Michigan and Minnesota both in the same weekend. And uh, that kind of messed with me a little bit, you know. I'm in my fifth year, which could have been my last. You know, obviously it's not, but it could have been my last year. And I'm going into my fifth year feeling confident, and I lose for the first time twice in a weekend. Kind of got on me a little bit for sure. Uh, luckily, I turned it around, and um, you know that week of practice, I was a little bit more. I took things a little bit more seriously, as much as it may seem weird. You know, yeah, you can take stuff always even more serious than you are at the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I turned it around. Had a good weekend the weekend after against Rutgers, and um, I forgot who else it was. But oh, Rutgers and Penn State actually. Yeah, I, did, I had a good weekend. Went two and two and all that weekend. So. It's all about just looking towards the next match, man. You know, not trying to look too far ahead into the future, not trying to dwell on what happened already and uh, just believing in your abilities and what you can do on the mat for sure and going out there and taking it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to ask, because you've touched on it a little bit, um, you know, how how have you dealt with injuries and illnesses? You know, I know your, your junior year, um, you medically forfeited out of the Big Tens due to an illness. So, like, you know, you, it's not like you've – been unscathed here not healthy you know you've dealt with your fair share of adversity and 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 injuries throughout your career so sort of how have you dealt with that along with the meat grinder that is the big 10 and just yeah. wrestling in general um you know it's never easy obviously it's always been uh my knees unfortunately for me it's always been my uh my both my knees i've i've torn both of them multiple times i have almost nothing left in my left knee uh, other than an ACL, which is obviously the best thing to have. And I'm still only partially there with that. And um, it tolls, it takes a toll on you, you know, uh, not being able to practice every single day of the week sometimes, you know, and having to take some time off here and there. I'm in and out of the training room every single day. Me and the trainers are best friends. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've made very good friends with my trainers over the years, but uh, that's, it's obviously not exactly where I want to be, but um. At the end of the day, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into with the sport. It's the most grueling sport in the world. You're literally putting your body on the line for seven minutes straight, sometimes 10 with overtime and all that good stuff. And uh, it takes a toll on you. But when you have the support system of your coaches, your teammates behind you, my family, my girlfriend, everything, it, it gets a little easier for sure. Um Going throughout the season with it, it's, uh, you know, it's taping here, taping there. And it was got to a point where I was like, I was actually worried to wrestle without, even when I started feeling good, I was worried to wrestle without tape because I thought I was going to break my, my body. I thought it was going to fizzle out or I didn't know what to do. And that stuff obviously messes with your mental a little bit. And, you know, that's where the talks with the coaches come in. And, you know, they give you their experiences of going through injury and having all that good stuff. Willie went through the same thing with his knees in the way and stuff. And um, it's good to be able to talk with those people about that stuff and, you know, get their standpoint on where they were when that all happened. And instead of the 
obviously starting off with the the why me why me stuff it's uh how can you make yourself better out of it how can you just like with the injury in my high school how could i get myself back to where i wanted to be and even better you know i i, I have to overcome some things you know adversity everybody has adversity whether it's in sports or just in everyday life it's uh it's it's a real thing we're all human and um Unfortunately, I've had a little bit more than I've wanted to, but at the end of the day, I always like to think that I've always found a way of how am I going to work around this injury to make myself, my technique, my, my stamina, my everything better. And, um, through those injuries, I I've actually have, honestly, I, you can't shoot in a certain way or your knee doesn't bend a certain way again, or you, it just is uncomfortable to do certain, some a certain way. So I have to do it this way. I have to do it that way. I have to do it this way. You know, it's always finding the the other way to do go around things. And eventually, obviously, once you do feel better, you can come back to the stuff you had before. But now you have new things in your arsenal. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's definitely a mind game. It's a mind mm -hmm. game for sure. And I didn't know that until as much until this obviously coming up into my last year, feeling a little bit better than I have in the past years and uh, working with these mindset coaches and stuff like that. So um, definitely definitely a big time from the support system type of way for sure mm -hmm. uh one thing i want to give you a pat on the back for if you will um you your, your grades never seem to suffer um you know you're a four-time nwca scholar all-american which is impressive yeah. you know um how are you able to you know you're going through all this stuff you're getting you know you're getting beat on the mat injuries and, and all this stuff but yet you're still able to perform in the classroom you know, how, how did your studies not suffer? Um, for actually a little time, they, they did go down just cause I, I kind of, when my first knee stuff happened, it was the why me, why me type of thing. And like, am I going to be able to recover the same way from this that I did before? And, uh, it goes back to, you know, having support from the family and stuff like that. Obviously at the time I didn't talk to the coaches about it as much just because I didn't want to bother them. They have all these things going on in their lives. Obviously they have to take care of 35 kids, not just me. I mean, there's 35 kids on this roster. They have 35 sons to look after, you know? And, uh, so at the time I didn't think I wanted to bother them with it. And, you know, I took to my personal life of just, you know, my family, my girlfriend, and, um, you know, they helped me through everything, you know, they, made sure I was doing, going to class. They made sure I was doing my homework after school. They made sure I, on the weekends, am I going to go hang out with my friends or are you going to go get that two page paper done first, you know? And, you know, it was really good to have those people on me. And then obviously the resources that come with being an, an athlete in school, we, you, you have to try to not do pretty well in school. You know, they give you the resources, they give you study hall hours, they give you the tutors, they give you the people to talk to about just anything you want, man. I mean, it, it, it's really, really cool how much support you have behind being an athlete. And obviously I took advantage of a lot of those stuff. I only, I only went to a few tutors here and there, but, um, Fortunately, it just worked out the way where I, I had the push from not only my family, but just the people around me to make sure my head was on straight. And uh, obviously I was going through a tough time on the mat, but it doesn't have to lead to being off the mat as well, you know? And uh, yeah, just, uh, just the support of people around me, making sure to keep it on top of me. I, I do get weary of, you know, I, I don't technically like school, you know, it's not a great time, but it does look great 
end of the day when you have some good grades and stuff. And that's where my parents would, uh, you know, also push it onto me as well. Like, you know, wrestling does end eventually, Lane. Uh, it's you do need to go get yourself a job. And how do you think it's going to look when you if you're a two seven student two six student compared to fortunately where I'm at, where I'm in my three threes, three fours, still doing hopefully going up a little bit better. And I end up finishing college with like a three, three, eight, not too bad, better than I did in high school, which my parents are ecstatic <laughs> about. Absolutely ecstatic about. So um yeah, just having those talks with them. They're always been very straight up with me. They never sugarcoat stuff. And, you know, I think that's kind of why I am who I am right now. I never, they never just gave me anything. They made me work for everything I've always earned. And, um, you know, just having that support and push really, you know, keep, keeps your head in the right place. Mm -hmm. What did you graduate with your bachelor's in? Uh, human capital and society. So it's uh human resources and business. Okay. And your graduate degree, you said is going to be in coaching. Yep. Sports coaching and leadership. Okay. So does that mean maybe there's coaching in your future possibly? Is that what you are thinking? It's always the thought, you know, uh, wrestling made me who I am today. And I love, I do camps over the summer. Obviously I do make a little extra money, you know, give back to the community that made me who I am. And, uh, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, Willie tells me all the time, you know, as being old now, guys are coming to me for, for advice and how to do things. How should I do this? How should I set this up? Asking a lot of questions. And, you know, I, I answer them with the best of my ability. Obviously, maybe I'm not always right. I'm still, I'm still learning stuff myself. I'm still in college and uh, Willie and most of the people I've been around have always told me like, Hey, I think you could be a great coach. And, um, you know, it's always been on the back of my mind. I'm never going to, you know, leave that out. And with a couple of the job offers I have and stuff going into my this year and stuff, uh, I could have the chance to, you know, do part time coaching. And, you know, whether it's on the high school youth or maybe even college level, who knows? But um, yeah, no, that's definitely uh, definitely still playing in the cards for sure. Definitely don't have my mindset on anything for sure. And uh, we'll see where it takes me after the season. What about baseball? Baseball coaching at all? No, I think that's gonna, I think I put a little kibosh to that. Maybe just still the weekend Sundays with softball and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I can help out with the coaching of baseball anymore. I can't really get like, I was a catcher and after wrestling, I am never getting into my stance for a long time. I can tell you right now, I'm going to let my knees heal and, you know, feel peace with what the injuries I have and stuff. But, uh, Maybe, hey, maybe when, uh, maybe when I have a kid someday, something you know, I could come back to it for sure. I, I do would like them to play baseball. That's where is some some money is for sure. And um, you know, maybe it'll work itself out again someday. But uh, definitely nothing in the near future. <laughs> um, well, as we wrap up here, um, you know, going into your last year, do you feel uh, like there's less pressure on you? Like it's your last year. Let's just let it fly, or you know, is there maybe a little more sense of pressure because you haven't achieved maybe what, what you set out to achieve? So this is actually the same question I've been asking myself for a little while. Yeah. I uh, have fortunately, like I told you, had this mindset guy named Ben Boudreaux. Uh, we have been in contact all summer and he's been forcing me to make the, ask myself these tough questions and get me thinking about that type of stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, when I first started talking to him, I did feel a lot of pressure. I am in my last year. I have six months left of competing for the rest of my life in 
the favorite thing and my favorite thing that I like to do. You know, I, I, I love this sport. I always have, or else I wouldn't have gone six years of putting my body through health doing it. Right. You know, and, uh, he's made me really ask myself these, these serious hard questions before, you know, having them weigh on me towards the end of the year, which maybe I thought those are the thoughts that I have going into NCAAs and big tens. And maybe that's why I haven't had the success I wanted to at the end of the year. I do well throughout the season and then I fall off towards the end of the year. So that's been a big question I've asked myself, you know, am I going to let pressure of having six months left get to me or, and think about it in that way, or am I going to attack it and just, be myself, go out there and just do what I do best. One match at a time, not thinking to the future, not dwelling on what happened in the past and just, just be Lane Malczewski out on the mat. And I think uh, as I've been talking to him and going through the season, feeling pretty good about myself. Obviously my body feels really good. My mental stability is really good. And uh, I would like to say that uh, overall right now I'm on the path of, you know, just, going out there, taking one match at a time and letting everything fly. Um, I'm not too worried, obviously, about the experience. I've I've wrestled the best guys in the country for the last six years of my life. I, I can't be thinking about, and you know what? I've, I like to think I am one of those guys now. Mm-hmm. I've been ranked pretty high in the country the last couple of years. I've beaten some very good guys, a couple All-Americans here and there, and I've obviously got myself into the talk of being one of the top guys. And um, I just got to, at the end of the day, believe that, you know, uh, I've got to believe in myself and my capabilities. And I always thought I did for the for the most part, but uh, I am I think I'm on a different level in, in the headspace I have now and uh, really believing in the abilities I have, so. Yeah, well, I know there's a lot of people that believe in you and it's always hard when other people believe in you you know, but then you have to believe in yourself. You know, that that's that's a big it seems kind of small, but that's like a big difference, you know. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that believe in you. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping for big things. Yeah, I appreciate it. It'd be awesome. Um, a couple couple things, fun things to end on here. Um one is who was it whose idea was it to dye your hair in high school? That was yours <laughs> all day for really? sure. Well, I, I brought it right into college with me, man. I, uh, when I was younger, I used to do it in the youth. You know, I think I did it more when I was young to try to make myself look cool, I think, or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know exactly why I did it. It was a wrestler thing. And I was like, Oh, I want to be like those guys. You know, yeah. it seemed like a fun idea. But then as I got through high school, it was more of like, I wanted to make it a team thing. And, uh, the guys in high school were my buddies in high school were all about it. Obviously we started getting pretty good and I was like, you know, I threw the idea around and people were like, let's do it. Heck yeah. We're making it to team <laughs> States for the first time ever as a, as a high school team. And, you know, let's, uh, let's see how we can take this thing and, you know, surprise people and uh, see what people think about it. And I kind of just liked, you know, being a little different than everybody else. And that's why I kind of brought it into college a little bit with me. We did it the one year uh, as a team or, two years as a team and then um obviously these last two years it was just me and kathy and uh, a handful of guys you know yeah. here and there. but uh no man yeah i just think uh i didn't want to as i got into college i didn't want to stray away from old habits yeah. and um i think i'm a kind of uh, a superstitious person in a way to a certain extent and i just always thought you know I, i've done that 
my whole life and I've always loved it. Maybe it gives me a little edge on people or whatever. So what? And, and I'm still going to run with it, man. I'm not going to lie. I think little younger lane, the blonde version would love for older lane, the blonde version to go out and achieve his goals the way he did his whole life. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to stray away. My, my girlfriend's trying to get me to not do it again, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to confirm it right now. Yeah. I have one more time to do it for the rest of my life. And I can promise you that you will see me this year at NCAAs with blonde hair. Yes. (laughs) What about Will? I remember Willie had blonde hair a couple years ago in the corner. I think I had to do a double take because they were like, that's Willie Nicholas in the corner. I was like, it is. (laughs) (laughs) With the blonde hair. Oh. I think that was his uh, welcoming, welcoming gift of like, you know what? I am a part of you guys. You know, I want you guys to think of me not only as a coach, but as an older brother and a person that you can come to. And uh, Willie's obviously, you know, Willie pretty well. He's a goofy guy and he's not doesn't stray away from stuff like that. So he's uh, he was all about it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I give him mad respect for that. Obviously, being a new newly person, newly coach at a new school with a bunch of new group of guys and people, people obviously looking in to see how you're doing with everybody. And mm-hmm. He didn't give a crap, man. He wanted to dye his hair with the rest of us. It was awesome. So I was, I was, uh, put a lot of props to him for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, another thing here, um, what are some of the last names you've been called? You know, your last name's Malcheski, but oh, uh, doesn't seem to, doesn't look like Malcheski. No, it does not. <laughs> I've been called Malkowitzki, Malzuski, some people don't even, some people will be like, Mel, yeah, you probably know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, every single time I'm like, yeah, that's me. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta, you don't gotta go into all of them. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been called every name in the book for sure. Still all a right. tough one for sure. Yeah. Um, now it's the time we've all been waiting for. Um, I asked you to come up with a good Willie Nicholas story for everybody. So what'd you come up with? So. This is my favorite one for the simple fact of anybody that knows Willie, he, they know he's a goofy guy. He's okay. very outgoing, very funny, likes to, uh, you know, talk, say jokes, all the, the whole nine yards. So it wouldn't be funny as much to people that don't know him. But so the first time we got to meet Willie, we're at the place. So our old wrestling house, it was on, it was called, we called it the gut, the Stoddard, uh, the, their, uh, their garage was called the gutter because uh, the, the, the summer of COVID and all that stuff, you couldn't go in and work out and do lifts and in person. So we ended up getting a bunch of workout equipment from not only the wrestling room, but we bought uh, a couple bench presses, uh, a squat bar, uh, all this good stuff. Yeah. Put it in this, in this garage and what we called the gutter as a joke, you know, it was the gutter. And, uh, we, every day after work, we'd have that summer, we were working a lot. Uh, we worked a couple of me and my buddies were working for my dad, uh, general labor jobs. He used to put, he puts out guys on, uh, jobs, uh, general laborers, contractors, all that stuff. So, um, he got us a few of jobs, a few of us a job over the summer and, uh, we would go straight from work, get out at three and go work out in the gutter. And, um, Willie came by. Uh, Roger said, "Hey, you guys going to be there uh, this afternoon?" I got Willie right after he got hired. He came and he wanted to meet some of the guys, and I was like, you know, I was looking forward to it. Four-time All-American Willie Nicholas. I'm hoping this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be able to be. And Roger was preaching to me, preaching to me and Kathy that this guy, you're going to love him. He is going to be you and Kathy's guy. You guys are going to be like the three amigos. And I'm like, oh, I'm on my high horse. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. This guy's going to be sweet. I walk up, Willie and him, Willie and uh, Roger get out of his car and uh, 
I turn around, you know, I see them and they're like, Hey guys, come meet your new coach. And he's sitting there just like this, just sitting there with a straight face, nothing to say. And I'm like, we all come up to him, you know, there's probably four or five of us in there. We just, what up Willie? How are we doing, man? You know, we're trying to mess with them a little bit. That's just how our team was. We'd be messing with them a little bit here and there. And, uh, he didn't even acknowledge us. I ser- I'm serious. Like I went out, I was like, Hey man, uh, Roger and me said me and you were going to be boys, man. I'm excited for it. And he just was like, serious face and everything. And I was just like, dude, what? And I even, I called Roger after and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? This guy's stone face doesn't even think like he hates puppies or something, dude. Like, come on, man. And I just thought it was so funny because after about a month, obviously you get to see his true colors and stuff. And anybody that knows him knows he's just one of the goofiest guys and very outgoing, super cool. And just, I just always looking back on that. I'm like, dude, I can't believe he was like that right off the bat. Like, how about a first impression, man? Like, come on. So did you ever ask him about it? No, I mean, yeah, I did. I was like, why were you like trying to like boss up on us? And he's just like, I just wanted to see how everybody would act when I did it. You know, just kind of trying to play the tough guy role right off the bat, making you guys get a little intimidated. And I'm like, I wasn't intimidated. I just thought you were kind of a dick, man. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, so we joke about that still to this day and stuff. But uh, yeah, I I always look back on that story and think about that sometimes. So I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Wow, I never thought Miller. Yeah. You would never that. think, man. No. You know, right? So I'm saying you would never <laughs> think that guy would be doing that to some people he's just meeting, especially, <laughs> let alone his own guys. He's going to have to coach for the next couple of years. You know, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Does he still roll around with you at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, obviously, we got some bigger guys in the room now. And uh, yeah. Tayshan, we got Tayshan as well, who flows between, you know, 57 and 84 right now and uh, wrestles around with as many guys as possible. And Willie, kind of takes over the 84 and up guys. But yeah, we still roll around every day uh, as much as we possibly can. Obviously, guys are grabbing him. Guys are grabbing me, obviously wanting uh, the younger guys being they want the experience and the the, the the feel of getting getting beat up a little bit, the college feel. And uh, but yeah, I get to grab them every once in a while. We do uh, we do one on ones in the mornings, two times a week and stuff. And uh, it's always still good good to pick his mind and uh, pick his brain about stuff where we're very very good at uh talking things over and making up moves and uh at just having fun with the sport you know man he, he's all, all open about making up his own moves i can tell you that <laughs> and I, i'm all for it as well we did we're both pretty funky wrestlers and stuff he has a little bit more technique than i have had for sure and uh that plays into helping me how i've grown these past two years with him for sure and uh no yeah we me and him definitely have a lot of fun working together well yeah awesome you guys are lucky to have him and he's lucky to have you as well um michigan state is too to have you as a leader on the team um i appreciate i appreciate it you know season's right around the corner so i know you guys are busy getting ready so i appreciate sitting down and just chatting and telling your story and yeah no i appreciate you having me man i know we (laughs) i didn't get to really do it last year like we were planning on i I was more my fault than anything i didn't get back to you but no i'm I'm happy we finally got to sit down and have a little conversation yeah yeah this has been great i'm I'm, can't wait for the season um like i said it's just right around the corner i'm sure you're eager for it and it's gonna be fun At, at the end of the day that's all you know i just it's gonna be fun you know it is it is i think uh some people are going to see a little bit different side of michigan state this year we got to uh we're a little bit more uh serious and everybody buying into this culture that we're bringing along and and it's uh 
We're not supposed to probably be as good as we were last year. Obviously, losing Rayvon Foley and Cam Caffey are huge losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy to, you know, go without those guys in six year and Ryan Vazbinder as well at heavyweight and stuff. You know, just uh, having those guys was always, you know, they were for sure wins or, you know, if not battling with the best guys in the country. And uh, it's going to be excited to uh, show what we have mm-hmm. uh, kind of under the radar right now. And, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing if our team uh, lives up to the task for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. They got, you know, there's you and, and Caleb fish, um, Chase Saldate, obviously, you know, three headed monster there. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Michigan state wrestling, you know, it's going to be fun. I, the gym was packed last year when Michigan came to town. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, people are starting to see, starting to see it a little bit more Michigan state. you know, we're on the come up. We got uh, right. a few guys to where, you know, they show up and our uh, 125 and our 141, two guys that have been around a while, uh, Tristan Luan and Jordan Hamden. They're right. both top notch wrestlers. They show it throughout the season. And now it's just time to, you know, get over that final hump and, you know, really show who they are and, and I think those guys as well. Jordan's off fresh off of making a world team. He leaves for uh, Albania in, I believe, two weeks. And um, then he's all, all back to folk style after, obviously, he's going for Greco. But um, we got some guys that can uh, make some noise, man. And um, even in – I left one out, a big key person, uh, DJ Shannon, transfer oh, from yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Exactly. Another guy like that. I mean, just – raw talent man and you know hopefully we honed him up a little bit and you know coach him up and he's uh he he's got some stuff to say for himself and uh show off for himself so um i think it's uh really looking up for our team this year and it's going to be really exciting to see what uh ends up happening for sure it's it's gotta be cool just being a part of the growth of of michigan state wrestling when you got there you know it, it, it isn't where it is today so to be able to see it kind of the trajectory sort of take off here man that's the mission almost accomplished for you. You know, that, that, that was what your mission was when you got there. For sure. I've been uh, preaching to the guys. Uh, this is how I look at stuff, you know, leaving things better than the way you found it. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, that's just kind of what I've been saying all year with everybody. And um, that's the only way I think a team with not all the shiny new resources that some of these programs have is you got to lean on each other and uh, expect to just, work as hard as you can head down and uh, leave things better than the way you found it. And that's the only way this program has continued to trend in the right way. And I think we're doing a really good job of it. So. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to compete with that basketball team, you know, and yeah, right. like, have you, no ever, have you met him or talked to him or do you see him around at all? Some of the basketball guys or Tom Izzo in general. Oh yeah. Honestly, Tom and, uh, and Roger are actually boys apparently, you know, <laughs> he, he came in, about I think it was two or three years ago and he talked to our team for a little bit Roger brought him around our facilities uh this is before our our team room got redone and all that and it was redone because that by the end of the meeting that he had with us he was like you know he wasn't obviously he wasn't being bad about his guys he was just like you know I got all these guys who are used to being given what they what they got they got all the shiny new good stuff and I see what you guys are working with and you guys are one of the most grueling sports I've ever seen. You guys are hard workers. You guys are changing this culture here at MSU. And that's all that Roger can talk about. And he's like, and by the end of it, he was like, you know what? And I just want you guys to realize that you're not 
not being seen for the stuff that you guys are doing. So here's X amount of money to redo your whole new, your team room and do all this stuff. So he wrote a check to us for a, a good amount of money to redo our team room. That way, you know, recruits can come in and see that we're getting some love, see some new stuff, some new faces. And it was, uh, it was really, really cool to, uh, of him to come and do that, you know, come and talk to us and stuff like that. It was really cool to hear his side of things. So. Wow. That's cool. Right. Uh, right on Tom Izzo. <laughs> Heck yeah, Tom Izzo's a good dude for sure. I can tell you that. Look what I done in my life. I had to count it, then count it again to make sure the money was right. They love to talk. Me, I'm just done in a hype. Me, I'm just done in a hype. Me, I'm just done, 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 done. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Lane Malcheski for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my brand new Facebook page for more of my content. And don't forget, check me uh, check out my new website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Done, 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 done.